0: Recorded live. Hey, how you guys doing? This is the producer from Brothers Comics. Welcome to podcast number forty three. I had the number wrong last week. Big Hutch had to correct me. On the line tonight I have my full cast of characters. Again, the band is all back together. Big Hutch, say what's happening, man.
1: What's up?
0: All right. And then female perspective, say what's happening. What's
2: happening?
0: All right. Now, they might sound like they're dragging a little bit because they were at Dragon Get It con this past weekend, and we'll come back to that later. I know they are uh, in recovery mode on this wonderful Labor Day. Uh, neither one of y'all had to work today, correct?
2: No, no, no. That is correct.
0: Yeah, your job really would have to hate you to make you work today, right? <sighs>
1: well, on your job, some people are working.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's awful. Yeah. Now, is it Labor Day or Memorial Day? I always get them confused.
1: Labor
2: Day.
0: This right. is Labor Day. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, that's. Luckily, I did not have to labor today as well. Um, so we're just kind of gonna. We have a few topics tonight. Um, as always, we start off with the box office report. Female perspectives will count us down from five to one on the movies that made or did not make money this past weekend. So, female perspective, what do you got at number five?
2: We have a uh, sausage party at $5.2 Wow.
0: Yeah. How much is that made overall?
2: That's made $88 million with a $19 million dollar budget.
0: That's fucking awful. But go ahead. What's <laughs> number four?
2: Um, Teach Dragon at okay. $6.2 all and right. that's sixty-three million thus far. Mhm. Um, Kubo and the Two Strings, and that's at six point three million.
0: Mhm. Yeah. Um, now, did anybody see any of these movies thus far? Still, I know Sausage Party seemed like something that female perspective said she might see. Did you see Sausage Party?
2: Uh, no, I have not seen Sausage Party. <laughs>
1: Like it's to I think you're asking for Seth that,
0: that is. Broken. But and we please. talked about it last week that he wasn't somebody that we f with. But I think I thought you mentioned that that might be something that you might see. International viewing, of course. Um, I don't
1: think I
2: said I might see it. I mean, <laughs> i think check it out eventually. I think.
1: Because
0: you mentioned that there were some people in
1: jobs job that saw Right, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Were like, yeah. like, yeah, let's watch it. I'm like, what? Ooh, yeah.
0: Yeah. No, that's a big fat no. I think I said that uh, I got a better chance of seeing the number one movie of this week at the Bach office than I do of seeing Sausage Party. But, yeah. okay, what was, yeah, what was number two?
2: Number two is Suicide Squad and that is making punch seven million
0: that's far off of a hundred and seventy five million dollar budget. Right. Okay. Yeah, and it I read something before we started today that it crossed over three hundred million dollars domestically. Um so, yay, for suicide squad. Um mm-hmm. again, we saw it. It's not great for sure. Um but you know, and- it is what it is.
2: It goes back to, you know, movies, especially the DC movies being a financial success,
0: but a critical bomb. Right. So does that really balance it out? Um, no, in my book, and we're going to talk about this when we get to one of the blurred notes today about kind of brand loyalty and, you know, people caping for stuff that may not even be that good to begin with. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll hold it for then. And so what's the number one movie in America this week?
2: Don't breathe. And that made fifteen point eight million uh off of a budget of nine point nine million It made fifty one point two million million.
0: Okay. So that's gonna get that's gonna spawn a, a sequel. Uh, probably awful. an awful one too.
2: They're definitely gonna make a sequel to
0: that. Yeah. What do you what what's the sequel to Don't Breathe? Don't blink. Don't eat, <laughs> don't shit. I mean, what, seriously, what is the potential uh, a sequel to this? Uh,
2: They'll find one, believe me. Yeah. They'll find
0: one. Yeah, this is a movie about somebody that can't see, so you got to go with one of your other scents. Don't smell. Don't touch. I mean, it's got to be something like that, so... It's, that's just terrible, man. Now, there was some movie that opened up this weekend that was brand new that had a pretty wide release, and that was Morgan. Um, Morgan. Yeah. Yeah. It opened it on 2,000 screens. I think it starred Kate Mara. Is that right? Yeah. Kate Mara, a bunch of white people. Kate Mara, Toby Jones, Jennifer Lason Lee, Paul Giamatti. uh yeah, Blah, blah, blah. Um, it made two million dollars and on a production budget of eight million dollars. I mean, it was a, a absolute. Probably should have gone straight to video. It right. opened as the number seventeen million movie, seventeen seventeen 18. movie uh, in the country. So. Yeah,
2: actually, it made
1: one point nine. Well, yeah, two
0: million. That's yeah, I mean, it's it's $2. regardless, it didn't make enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah that that's just terrible, And I think we were saying before that next week's box office uh offerings really aren't that great as we've kind of gone into the dead uh time of of movie releases, and I believe that Sully, the movie about the water landing in New York, starring Tom Hanks, um, is, I think, is the next movie that's coming out next week um, as the, as the only new release. Um, Kind of side topic here Which favorite uh, Tom Hanks movie Uh, You know because he had a run There where he was Like anything that he put out was not only Box office success but also critically Successful and he was make, You know making you know I mean I think he won Back to back best Oscars I believe For Philadelphia and
1: For uh, Forrest Gump
0: For Forrest Gump yeah I think for Forrest Gump in Philadelphia He won back to back Oscars so what's your favorite Tom Hanks role? And you can't pick um, uh, Bosom Buddies, Hotch. Yeah. <laughs> I like Bosom Buddies, too. But yeah. <laughs> I did like Bosom Buddies. I'm not saying that it was bad. I'm just saying you can't pick it. But the, the
1: chicks were hot. Or yeah. were a couple of them were before they start blowing up. But uh, <laughs> uh, think, yeah. uh, my favorite Tom Hanks movie is yeah. Toy the, the Story,
0: story counts. Yeah, Toy Story could count. I mean, his his voice is not really his, you know, his acting himself. But yeah, Toy Story would count, technically. Okay. Female perspective? I,
1: I'm going to
2: have to go with that, too. Toy Story
0: definitely. Right, see, now, if y'all are going to do that, then I got to throw a turd. Non-animated voice role. Because he's got uh, a crap ton of movies. He's uh, got a, I mean, his his catalog is freaking, like, Prince's secret vault, man. He's got movies all over the place. You I know, know what so... Forrest
2: Gump. I did, too. I'm not, I'm not Forrest Gump, either.
0: Yeah, I'm I didn't like it, either. Okay, yeah. um, so we take that out.
2: I like I like Cloud Atlas, not necessarily because he did it, but I did like that movie. It was kind of different. Um, okay. the kind of thing. Um, I mean,
0: he's got, he's got romantic comedies. He's got... I mean, the only thing he really doesn't have is, like, an action-adventure movie. Really. Uh,
2: you know what? I like Big. I was going to say Big. I like
0: Big. Yeah, B. Big's a good movie. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Which one? Bachelor Party. Bachelor Party. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, I think that's more of an Adrian's Med movie, I think. No, um... Yeah. Uh yeah, I mean I mean he's got like he's got like movies all over the place. That's what I'm saying. Like he's you know, he's a good actor. I mean, I have nothing against Tom Hanks. I like Philadelphia. I think it's a pretty good movie. Um uh, a little preachy but at the end, but it's okay. You know, it's a good movie too. Um,
2: he's a good actor. Yeah, I have nothing against
0: Tom Hanks. All right. But and as we tr- transition out of box office reports, we're gonna talk to one of the blurred notes here as we go through this, and the first blurred note is um, our RIP for Gene Wilder, as we're talking about actors who have a large catalog of movies. Now, his is not nearly as large as Tom Hanks, but he has a large catalog of movies, particularly comedies that, you know, we all grew up on Gene Wilder and his buddy movies with uh, with, uh, Richard Pryor, and you know, we grew up on Blazing Saddles, you know, Big and uh, I wasn't into the early Mel Brooks stuff with Young Frankenstein or those types of movies, but all of us hold the original Willy Wonka at a high esteem oh, yeah. uh, in terms of uh, the movie and in and of itself him as the actor in said movie. So, um, you know, kind of, let's just kind of, you know, look at the Gene Wilder filmography just for a little bit. You know, if you talk about the team-up movies with with Richard Pryor, which one is your favorite? You know, whether it be, I guess that's Silver Streak or Which Way Is Up? No, is that right, or no, not Which Way Is Up? Third um,
1: Crazy, Third Crazy.
0: Crazy. Crazy, yeah. And then there was another one too where they were both blind. Uh, no. So <laughs> no evil,
1: yeah. yeah. You no, you're no evil. There no evil. There no evil.
0: Right, yeah. Like, I mean, which which one of those were your favorites? Uh, Silver
1: Streak.
2: Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah, so street. So yeah. So street. What was
1: that? I'm going to go with Stir Crazy.
0: Yeah. Stir Crazy is a good one too. You know, the, the jail scene, uh, and Stir crazy is, is, uh, outstanding. The stuff with them in blackface, you know, walking yeah. through the air, you know, through the town, uh, through the train station. is it's high, it's high comedy as well. Um, he just, you know, I mean, he was an actor that could kind of pull those roles off and then play off somebody who is a comedic genius in and of himself. Um, That's not easy. And then now, Big Hutch and I, you know, we could probably quote Blazing Saddles all the way, you know, from the beginning to the end uh, because he's so great in that. I mean, go ahead, Hutch, on your your stir crazy or your uh, Blazing Saddle memories.
1: Well, this is Oh, I did this before the year started. I'm starting to scare myself, actually. But I bought. I was looking for uh, *Blazing Saddles* on Blu-ray, mm. and I could have bought it for like six or seven bucks. But then they had a special where you could buy all the Mel Brooks for about about another maybe 17, 18 bucks. So that was mm. the first thing I Amazon Prime this year was wow. Saddles, a Mel Brooks collection. So yeah, right. I. I Blazer Saddles, um, I watched, you know, Frankenstein, and all that stuff. But um, Blazer Saddles, one of the best movies. Um, you couldn't do it today, I don't think, without catching something from somebody. Somebody's going to start shooting your, your races, your biggest. Somebody's going mm. to get up and
0: down. Right. Yeah, and, I mean, and go ahead, female, sec. I'm sorry.
1: No, I was going
2: to agree. I mean, I think people might take offense to some of the material that was, that was used in that movie. But, I mean, it, it was funny. And it's amazing that, um, yeah, that, that someone would take offense to some of the stuff that was painted. Yeah.
0: Right. I mean, the movie's genius, and it's in the sense that nobody is left uncharred in that movie from black folks to white folks to Jews to Native Americans to homosexuals. I mean, nobody is left um, not burnt. Um, And, I mean, it's just – the movie is just genius. And he's great essentially playing the straight man, like, twice. And, you know, I mean, he's – I mean, well, I guess Cleavon is the straight man, but they both kind of play the straight man off of all the wild characters that are going on around them. You know, I mean, him rolling out of the bed and, like – are we black? I mean, it's a genius line, man. <laughs> okay. so he just delivers these genius lines or, you know, the line about, you know, him so not man, bringing enough.
1: Yeah. Which so one? Let's, let's go with your
2: favorite line. What's your favorite line? Because, uh, <laughs> from Gene Wilder or from, from the... Blue? From uh, and Saddle. From Blazing Saddle?
1: <laughs> Oh, that's so they, so mean. they're a, I, right my favorite is dock that chick a day favorite that's on
0: the job <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> or uh when they're dabbing them up and it's like we'll take the niggers and the chinks but we don't want the irish <laughs> no, yeah no deal yeah, uh, i mean it's just, there's just i mean there's line after line of that movie it's just it's genius. And I'm a slow convert. Y'all have slowly converted me to thinking that that movie could not be remade. I used to think that it could because everybody, is, everybody gets offended, so then nobody can be offended. It's not like they're, you know, propping up one group ahead of the other. But I'm slowly coming to the realization that nobody could take it because everybody's too, much too sensitive now. Um, and so it wouldn't take too many people to be offended by it. Uh, to shut it down or do whatever. So uh, I'm I'm a slow convert. I used to think that they could remake it.
1: What I think they would do now is just go after the director. And you, they figure out. I mean, you could make. You know, yeah, so they would go after the director. You know, maybe he, hopefully he'll probably be black or white out, whatever. That's they would figure out a way to somebody that put up a sign
0: something. Right. I mean, I guess if Mel Brooks remade it and they just recast the actors, maybe it could work that way and, you know, almost do it like, you know, like they did that Shakespeare, but in modern times, like just take it almost word for word just with new actors so they wouldn't be adding anything to it. But I I mean, I, I have a hard time thinking that they would actually be able to do it now. I used to think that they could because, again, everybody, you know, they don't leave any ethnic group. You know, untouched in that movie. Um, but
1: who, who would you cast as uh, the sheriff? In the, uh, sheriff uh, Bart?
0: Oh, yeah. wow. Uh, I don't know. Uh, that would be tough because you have to have somebody that could play the comedic role, but also not coon it up. Um, because I think that's a very important thing. Because if you cast like a comedic actor. Kind of like you know Martin or somebody like that. There's there's too much coonery there, so you'd have to have somebody that could kind of play it cool, but it could also do the comedy. And I'm not sure who that would be. Like you couldn't cast a Wayans brother in it because it would all be coon. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He's who? Not
1: able to pull it Chappelle, okay. your your other brother. Who? Dave Chappelle.
0: Uh yeah, Dave Chappelle could probably pull off Sheriff Barr. He's probably old for it now, but yeah, he could probably do it. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah. And those, and those would be two the two hardest roles to cast. Uh, between him and and Gene Wilder's role, those would be the two hardest ones. The rest of the ones I think are, are somewhat interchangeable. You'd have to have somebody that was a, a really good comedian that wasn't too over the top for the Harvey corman role too. Um, that role was very important. Uh, he plays that, you know, very comedically, but very cool as well. Um, you know, you couldn't have like Jim Carrey in that role because he would, you know, coon it up too. Uh, you know, just trying to eat up the scenery by being an ass. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I'd kind of, in a way, I'd kind of like to see it get remade in a modern take, but also like don't touch it. Because when they do modernize certain things, it will go through the other Gene Wilder movie. They'll give you that Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory bullshit by Johnny Depp. And compared to the original, that movie is just, oh. for lack of a better term, fucking awful. It's just fucking awful. Um, and I've seen them both. I was forced to see the other one because I was forced. And it's terrible. But... When I see the original on what was used to be ABC Family, which is freeform now, there's not a time that I won't stop and watch it for a little bit because you know I hold the book in high regard, and so I hold the movie in high regard too. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, I I agree. The remake was yeah, it was pretty bad, pretty bad. I, I know they stated that when they did the remake, it was supposed to be more closely based on the book. I didn't read the book. Did you mm-hmm. feel like the remake was more more or less? to the book
0: um in a sense yes but they also made up that stuff about him looking for you know trying to get his father's approval with being a dentist and all that was all thrown in there just to give the character angst so no it's just bullshit it was bullshit and
1: well, that I, was go ahead yeah
0: i i was just saying i agree um yeah
2: that the Gene Wilder version is me. Is uh, I mean that's the original and only Walk in my book. Right, uh, that's one I grew up with. I mean he played that role perfectly because it could have easily could have easily gone over the top with it, and you can tell he put a lot of thought into you know how he wanted to portray that character, and there were mm. certain things you know when, when his death or when he died about you know certain things he wanted to incorporate and when movie. see the part like in the beginning where he comes out walking with the cane and then he mm-hmm. rolls over and stands up that was his right. idea he wanted mm-hmm. to, that he wanted people to know things are not what they seem. so mm-hmm. I mean just little things like that you can tell he put a lot of thought into it uh, but yeah and He's the the only one walking Buffalo. That he played that role perfectly.
0: Right. Hush. I know you hold that movie in high regard. That is
1: correct. It's. I mean, it's right. It's per. It's a perfect movie. So, uh, Oop-a-loop the Oopaloopers, kid, the kids, the old rich kids, and Brant. I like seeing them turn into big <laughs> gigantic great and get rolled out. <laughs> <laughs> I I love my kids.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, rest in peace, Gene Wilder. That one hurt. I saw uh, when Female Perspective posted it to the Facebook page. That's where I first saw it. And I was like, God, dog it. Ooh, 2016 is uh, playing with a video game cheat code, man. Um, yeah, it's they, right. It is just
2: it's crushing. Been rough. It has been rough. I mean, yeah, yeah he loved so many legendary. People across the board, I mean, mm-hmm. in every aspect of entertainment and sports and so forth. It's, it's rough. This year has been really, really rough. Right.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. And Rest in peace, Gina. Go ahead.
2: People are so good at what they did that there is a void left by their absence. Right. So, yeah. It is, yeah, it's difficult.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, again, yeah, rest in peace, Gene Wilder. You definitely will be missed. It's um, going to be a hard watching uh, Willy Wonka when it comes on the next time on Freeform or whatever, because that's, that's going to be rough. Even though he had been out of the spotlight for a while, it's just kind of, you well, know, it's still hard to see it. So, um, I
2: know um AMC was going to be showing both Blazing Shadows and Willy Wonka, and oh, okay. I to go check it out. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm I forgot what the date is
0: but they have various different dates around the, the country. But yeah, mm-hmm. they're gonna be doing uh reshowing Blazing Saddles and Willie And I can't really watch Blazing Saddles on the uh on the radio edit. Um it, it definitely loses something in translation, uh when yeah. you can't get the full the full list there.
2: I'm talking about at the movie theater.
0: AMC. Oh, okay. Oh, that AMC. I thought you meant the movie channel AMC. Okay.
2: Well they're re-releasing uh, Blazing Battles and *Willie Walker. They're
0: going to be showing us oh. the movie. Like they do uh-huh. with Rain. When okay. Battles. Okay. Yeah, I def- that, that might be something I would want to check out. Definitely. Okay. Hmm. All right. Uh, all right. So we'll move on from Gene Wilder. That one hurt a little bit. Uh move on to the other blurred notes. Um, the one blurred note I have for Hutch, um, that we talked about this on the Thursday comment book chat, that uh none of us really mess with the Marvel's agents of Shield. Like it's just not something that I like. It's something that I tried for the first season. It wasn't it's, anything that I liked. And so I, I haven't watched it. I've heard it's gotten better, but I don't watch it. And I don't think either of you watch I know Hush doesn't watch it. You don't watch it either, right? Female Perspective? Absolutely
2: not. No. <laughs> okay. No.
0: All right. So one of their new casting decisions is um they're going to introduce the character uh, Ghost Rider onto Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Now, uh, uh, Ghost Rider ha- had two awful movies with starring Nicolas Cage in the early aughts. Um, both of those movies are terrible. Right? The fact that it got a sequel is even worse yet, and that one is even worse than the, orig- than the first one. Um, but the character Ghost Rider, you know, a lot of people like the character because of the design is so cool. Now it's the Robbie Reyes version of Ghost Rider, not um, Johnny Blaze. So, not that you'll make you watch the show, Hutch. But what's your thoughts on just Ghost Rider as a character, and even put even put onto a television show?
1: Um, I, for for whatever reason, I like the Ghost Rider character, the one with the guy's motorcycle, flaming head, and right. He's, a, he's a, the the character made a deal with a, a demon. And uh, the demon double crossing. Yeah, and, I mean, I like that story for whatever reason. I watch it. now. While I watch it on that show, I, I, I'm actually. You know what? I might
0: give it a look. See, they might okay. have. Mm-hmm. Female, Did you see the Ghost Rider movie? I did. Um, I, I think
2: I might have seen both of them with mm. um, Nicholas Cage. The first one. It wasn't great, it was All but, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know that much about the character, but, meh. Nah. Blackheart. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the second one had It in it, right? It wasn't he in the second one? The sequel? I believe he was. I think he was. Yeah. Right. Yeah,
0: and I think so. He liked to forget. We'd all like to forget that, and him, <laughs> too.
1: That that program is in about, what, seven uh, movies? He don't care he got no brand more than to them
0: checks. <laughs> yeah. Well, I definitely think he has become, as he's gotten more famous, more selective in what he does. Um,
1: you know, uh, I, I think, think where
0: he was trying to kind of build his brand there for a little bit, he right. was taking checks anywhere. But now that he's become famous, like he doesn't need to take checks all the time, and he's become much more selective, which, again, for him is a lot better. Um,
2: right. I
0: think so, too. Yeah, he's become a lot more selective.
2: But yeah, that the second one was just really
0: awful. Yeah. I mean,
2: the, the first one might have been halfway watchable.
0: The second one was just awful. Yeah. So. Um, Nicholas Cage is somebody I don't F with. I don't know if he made the list when we talked about that on the podcast before, but he should be on it. Um, at near the top for everybody. Don't fuck with Nick Cage. Um, okay, so... So yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I don't watch Agents of Shield, and putting Ghost Rider on it probably wouldn't get me to watch it. I used to like the character in the comic book. Um, I thought it was a very cool character when I was a kid, but as I read some of the books later in life, I was like, this is kind of stupid. So I kind of pulled away from Ghost Rider. So I'm not a real big fan anymore. So I, it, it 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 wouldn't get me to watch Agents of Shield more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. Um, the other two blurred notes, uh, these were fan submissions, um, and we'll shout them out on from Twitter here. Uh, the first one is from – it's B. Smith. I think his at Twitter handle – if you put in B. Smith, you'll get it from there. I can I pull his full Twitter handle here in a second. Um, you know what? Let's do the first one, sir. I'm sorry. This is, <laughs> this is not a fake one. This is from M. Wang. Uh, This is his Twitter handle. He wanted us to talk a little bit about Amanda Waller. Uh, Now, Amanda Waller was played by uh, the lady that's in uh, How to Get Away with Murder. What's her name?
2: Viola Davis.
0: Viola Davis. And uh, she played uh, Amanda Waller in Suicide Squad. And he just kind of wanted to talk about her role throughout the DC universe. Now, female perspective, are you familiar with her besides anything from Suicide Squad?
2: Uh, beyond the movie that I just saw, uh, no, I'm not that familiar. Well, I think I have seen, like, their animated version of, of okay. her, too, on occasion. Right. that yeah. right.
0: DC Yeah, and she's <laughs> Justice League Unlimited.
2: Yeah, that might be it.
0: They
2: were Cadmus, I believe.
0: Okay. Yes, for yeah. Cadmus. So go ahead, Hodge, If you want to start there, I mean, I got some feelings about the character in a in a different light. But go ahead.
1: Yeah, I mean, she she's a really strong character. She, um, like I said, she works for the government and some type of. she's a, unofficially, officially, a, a member of the government that runs Task Force X Suicide Squad, whatever you want to call them. Well, she actually takes it over from. Him. Somebody flag or some colonel flag or, mm-hmm. this. but yeah, basically she's a very strong female character. I think she, I think in the comics she's kind of chunky but funky. Yeah. It, it made her a, they're a big, a big. Yeah, party. yeah. Mm-hmm. But she's strong. She knows all the and weaknesses and and yeah, I, I like her. I like the characters. Right. Yes. Yeah.
2: My interpretation is she's pretty much running things for, you know, especially African. You know, for them to show you know that type of character uh, with that power and strength. Um, I think it's pretty cool, but yeah, she she's running it. Especially you know if you saw the Suicide Squad movie, she was the one who was running everything.
0: Right, and I, I think they made the character pretty strong in that movie, but you also wonder if it's a one a one off. Like, is she going to show up in, like, the Justice League movie or in the Wonder Woman movie? Like, or is it just, like, one of these things where she'll only show up in, like, for Suicide Squad? Which I think would give the a disservice to the character Um, because in the comic books and definitely on the cartoons, you know, she had a hand in everything. She had a hand in, you know, literally everything in terms of what was going on with the heroes and where they were going and who they were fighting. And... um you know, I I think that role could be expanded. Obviously, you know, black females in superhero movies are pretty much non-existent, you know, outside of Storm. Um, That's pretty much it. And the fact that we have, you know, the fact that they could give this character, you know, kind of like a push to make her a strong character as well as informational and formidable as a villain, air quotation marks, You know, I I, you know I think DC has a chance to be able to do that because they did establish the character fairly well in Suicide Squad. Will they do it? Who knows. Arrow too. In Arrow. Yeah. Okay, yeah, and I don't. I mean, I haven't watched Arrow as much, so I mean, you know, I think they have an opportunity to do that. I just don't have faith that they will uh, because of the marginalization of black females in these. comic book movies and and, and comic mean, movies and TV. He's
1: kind of like playing uh, Nick Fury and Shield. I mean, kind of. Right. The same
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, before you kind of knew what his intentions were, um, you know, you weren't really sure if he was, you know, on the side of good or bad. And, you know, but they've established her as definitely on the side of the government and then the government is definitely on the side against the heroes. So, uh, he kind of. Yeah, I mean, and again, you know, that that's a role that could be expanded, um, but the way they kind of wrote her off in, not wrote her off, but the kind of way they handled the character near the end of Suicide Squad didn't really give me a lot of confidence that this was something that they were going to build upon. Um, you know, and again, where does she fit in? Like, you know, where does she fit in if they're making this Justice League movie, which it seems like it's going to be, you know, an off-earth villain that's coming to fight um you know fight to justice league you know where does she fit in with wonder woman because that's really more of a, a history lesson story that's set primarily in world war one or two so i mean it's you know what i mean like do we not see her again until you see suicide squad 2 or justice league 2 you know what i mean or a batman solo movie and how far along is that but yeah um i mean i do like the character i mean they on the justice league cartoon the character is awesome uh they established her so well in that um and like I said, they did a good job at the beginning of Suicide Squad, but near the end it was kind of – she was almost cartoonish in her right off of that, uh, out of the movie. So, all right. So, yeah, thank you, M. Wang. Appreciate it, man. Hope we answered it to your – uh uh what word am I looking for? To your liking. There you go. So the next one, though, which we might be wind up spending a little bit of time on, uh, like I said, came from B. Smith. I had to pull up his full Twitter handle, but his thing was – leading in from something that we talked about earlier was essentially about he called it uh nerd tribalism whereas okay. nerds cannot enjoy one like can't enjoy two things like without shitting on the other one uh we kind of touched on this before about brand loyalty now i'm a marvel hack like anybody that well that i get i get your tweets Um, You know, the people say that I'm a Marvel hack. And, you know, if you listen to the Thursday comic book chat, you know, Brother Beavis is also a Marvel hack. Um, But, you know, Big Hodge and Sandman, you know, have a lot of DC history and DC comics and DC whatever. So, you know, I think it balances out a little bit. But if we look at this from uh, from the, the perspective of, you know, why can't people enjoy two things? You know, there's a whole meme about get somebody that can do both. You know, why can't you enjoy both things without shitting on the other? I,
1: I, we have a real life example here that happened a couple of days ago with female perspective and myself. Um, you want to explain? Somebody in our group had on some uh, DC, apparel. <laughs> then, uh, DC apparel, and then it looked good. The DC apparel mm-hmm. and headgear, DC apparel, and and selection and shirt selection, but then at, for their feet they had markers. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Shoes on. Yeah, Marshall, And somebody
0: beat that person, and you can't have both.
1: You got to be one or the other. Right. Uh, th- and, that's awful. And <laughs> One this person wants
2: to know why both couldn't be represented at the same
0: time. right i, I this is ridiculous that you know i can i i i get i get i get the tweets like i it, saying a lot right
2: there
0: You're peace <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well i mean you uh, well, all right all right I'll, I'll, I'll go i'll go one different route there okay had you been wearing like I, I'm a big I'm a big proponent of this, and I always have been about you know wearing like if you got on like a Nike shirt, you should be wearing Nike shoes, or if you're wearing Adidas shirt, you should be wearing Adidas shoes. Like I'm a I'm a big like hey you can't be doing that because that just doesn't look right to me. But you're both you're also wearing superhero genre stuff, so I don't know that that would make that big of a difference. But like I can see how somebody might say something about it. But like I, I you know. It's, you bo- you're wearing superhero stuff, like, at a, co- as a comic book convention. Like, that would just make, that makes sense, right? That's a, that doesn't right. even,
2: because,
0: don't even add up.
1: Why can't you represent both? Now, yeah. And now, also, another thing is somebody in my group also had on a Jedi outfit, but then they had the uh, Star Trek uh, insignia on and the, <laughs> and the rank stuff of a Star Trek on the same time, so right. that also was that was crashing you.
0: Right. <laughs> uh, I, left,
1: left, so far or the right side. Why can you
2: be on both sides? I mean, you can like both of them, and you might want to represent both.
1: Okay, so Star Wars on Friday. No. Star
0: Trek on Saturday. How about Saturday? <laughs> you have something proposed. You can't have Ewoks and Gordon walking around. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh,
1: I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm probably closer to Hutch on this than I, I would want
0: to be. But okay, like, if you to yeah. I mean, but if you're gonna look, I'll. Straight up, y'all know I ain't a Star Trek person at all. I think it's ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous Star Trek. And I know Hutch loves it. I I think Star Trek is ridiculous, and like I can't mess with Star Trek, like the movies, the whatever. I mean, you know, occasionally whatever, but I I just don't mess with it. So I I have a I have a, a super bias there because like I like Star Wars. That's it. Like Star Trek is like almost a foreign language to me. I just don't mess with it, you know. So yeah, if you went to you know, a con or whatever, wearing a Jedi outfit and a an, uh, you know a red shirt insignia for Star Trek. Yeah, that does that does give off a weird kind of vibe. Like, what are we doing here? Okay.
1: You he might get beat down at the Wall convention. Yeah.
0: No, those trekkies don't play. You know, but why is that? That's the question, though. But why 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 can't why is there such like you know? Again, I'm I I hate Star well, I hate Star Trek, but I don't like it at all. But you know, and if people try to talk to me about it and at this point my age, I'm I'm too tired to fight with people about this stuff. But I also, you know, if somebody comes at me about, oh, well, Star Wars is this or that, like I'm going to buck up at them. Like I'm going to buck and like, why is this? Like why can't it be like, oh, okay, hey, you know, you like, what you know, you like Star Trek. Okay, you like that dumb shit. That's great. You know, but yeah.
1: If you don't don't give Tranky that sideway comment, then yeah, they going to (laughs) bust. Yeah,
0: exactly. And now we're in this big argument about which is which. And it's the same with the the Marvel and the DC movies. I mean, we've been very clear on this podcast that you know, DC, y'all struggling. Y'all like to think that y'all are doing well. You know, we talked about Suicide Squad at the front there that made $300 million. That's great. But It's not like anybody was like, man, that movie was so awesome. You know, nobody that was over 15 said that. And, you know, you're making a movies that might be financially successful but are critically panned, you know, like Transformers or Fast and the Furious. Like, and that's great. You're making the movies, but it doesn't – there's no loyalty for somebody that's not – unless you are just an absolute DC hack. Nobody's looking at those movies like, oh, that movie was just great. Like you're just wrong. You're wrong. I'm sorry. You're just wrong. You can't look at your stuff like, like you can't look at your stuff introspectively and be like, you know what, that maybe wasn't a great movie, and look at it, you know, you know, from a non-biased perspective. Huh. And uh, and that right there is, I mean, when you say
1: someone's absolutely positively wrong, and and if you if someone else has any investment in it or heavy investment in it. They got a book. I mean, because you're basically telling them that they're, whatever their belief the system is, doesn't, it, it's worthless. So right. even... Right. You, you, no one wants to be told that they're worthless. So they're going to say, you know what? <laughs> Fuck the X-Men, the X-Men movie did, uh, Yeah. Pop, stick,
0: blue, marshmallows. I mean, it's awful. And they right. Two right. And then it's not too bad movie. Right. And that is the thing. It's like, you know... I try my best to look at things that all of these things objectively, and I've said this a thousand times that DC making good movies will make Marvel make better movies. So, you know, we all win as fans. We all win if they all start taking their craft more seriously. So, like for me to be like, oh, you know, this movie wasn't very good. You know, I'm looking at it from the perspective of like, if this was good, I would want to say, hey, no, this is really good. Like, go out and see this movie. It's like, you know, how I was like, man, this. Deadpool's going to suck, you know, blah, blah, blah. And we all said that, and then we, we all finally saw it. It was like, that movie was actually pretty good. I got to go back and rechange that. Well, I thought Batman vs. Superman was going to be, you know, hopefully that was going to be good. It wasn't. Like, and what am I supposed to say? Like, oh, it was, you know, it was, it, it was good, but it wasn't good. You know, the same thing with other movies, too. Like, is that you know, they're just, if it's not good, I don't feel I have to be, like, to prove my DC fandom to say that it wasn't good. Like, well, you don't even like DC, so that's why you think it's bad. Like, no, I don't like bad movies. It doesn't matter which one it is. The,
1: the cold word now is polarizing. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah. yeah, you
1: can't something's bad. It's
0: polarizing. Right. right. And DC makes polarizing movies. Like, I don't think that's even debatable at this point. They make movies that are polarizing. But this also goes to something, too, that we've, you know, and I blame I blame Fox News and I blame First Take for this. Uh, we've, embra- we've gotten this embrace the debate society, like where, you know, one person has to take a stand on one side. Even if they don't believe it, they just have to take that stand to be a dick. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it was like, all right, well, we're going to talk about this, you know, and, you know, some person will give their perspective of it, and then the other person just takes the opposite side just because it makes good TV. You know what I mean? Like, Stephen A. Smith and whatever, they don't believe half the shit that they say. They just say it because it makes for good TV and ratings. But I don't even think that they believe it, you know? And I think that it, that Embrace debate, debate Society has become all the way down into even these things like this. Like, I just saw something on, TV, on Twitter last night that somebody was like, well... um Uh, Civil War really wasn't that good of a movie you know people just liked it you know because of something I don't remember what it was it was 140 characters of bullshit and I'm just like what? (laughs) it's like if you are really somebody that is you know introspective about what you can't look at that movie and say it was bad you could say like oh I didn't like it that much or I didn't like it as much as but you're gonna say that that movie was bad come on man that's just dumb that's just dumb I'm sorry and that's not me taking a side from one over the other. It's just that's just not smart. I think if people could get in the out of their feelings about these movies and the characters, then they could they could understand where people are coming from. But people are always in their feelings about this stuff. Right,
1: you're you're right. You're you like these things. Like is a feeling. I mean you're yeah. you're 30, twenty, thirty, forty bucks to see these movies. You know, you're seeing it because you're invested in that character or
0: you're invested in that character or
1: that whatever, that genre. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I'll take it, a, I'll take it a step further. Yeah, I'll take it a step further. Some of these people are invested in these things for years. I mean, how long has somebody probably that waited, waited to see a Batman versus Superman movie? They've probably been wait. you know, somebody that's in our perspective ages has probably been waiting 20, 30 years to see something like that. Like, oh, you know, this is, I'm finally, you know, you're excited, you know, you're so excited to see this happen, and then they give you that, you know, shit bomb. <laughs> you know? I mean, and I'll call myself out, and we had this discussion too. It was like, remember how hyped I was for the Phantom Minute? And I would fight y'all niggas to tooth and nail that that was a good movie after it first came out. But then once I gained perspective, I was like, well, you no, know, that was some bullshit. <laughs> Good gain perspective. <laughs> yeah. And you have to gain perspective. You have to step out of your feelings and look at it from a rational point of view. And if somebody that you really don't know that well on Twitter is telling you, like, hey, man, this movie isn't that good, you don't know that person. Trust me, they're probably not lying to you. You know? They're probably not lying to you. So maybe listen. Maybe be like, oh, you know what? Maybe that is some bullshit. You know, maybe them calling each other's mother's name Martha at the key ledge point of the movie, not that, such a great idea. That
2: that was, that was so awful. Yeah. That was really
1: really awful. Yeah. I mean, exactly. Well, yeah, I haven't seen it though. So, yeah, but I heard I heard Martha was the safe word. That's the fight. Yeah. that's
2: right. awful. yeah, Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> read about comic books, there's more stuff
0: than that. <laughs> right. So yeah. That comic book might have cost you $4. That movie cost you more than that to go and see it, and you <laughs> weren't probably as emotionally invested into that comic book as you were sitting there for two and a half hours to see the tent point of this movie come down to, Martha? What did you say, Martha? Like, wait, what?
2: <laughs> I'm
0: yeah, I'm sorry. All right, so yeah, yeah, B Smith. I hope we answered that to your liking. Uh, like, I, I'm, I'm, I, I would like to say I'm not a brand loyalist, but I am. But I also have, again, with with age, has come perspective that I have this perspective. Like, if people like certain things, I, it's not really not my point to tell them that it was dumb. But if you come in my mentions talking about like this was stupid, and you say something stupid to me, I will light your ass on fire on Twitter just because. <laughs> That's basically it. Don't color my mentions. You can stay on your Twitter feed all day long spouting that dumb shit, but do not put it on my Twitter feed because I will light you up and, <laughs> and, and and flame you out of my Twitter feed. So there you go. Um, See, don't you?
2: Producer, we lost you there for a minute,
0: so um, no. the last couple of minutes of what you were discussing, you might want to go over again. Okay. The last
2: couple of minutes? I've heard y'all. You might have heard us. We didn't hear you.
0: Oh, jeez <laughs> Well, I don't know. I'll have to check it out later. I'll, I'll either <laughs> clip it or clop it. So, anywho. All right. So y'all can hear me now?
2: Yes.
0: Yeah. Okay, we're good. All right. So, anywho. So that was it. Yeah, so we're just kind of finishing up this thing with uh with B. Smith's uh, alert question. All right. uh, Get to Dragon Con real quick as we kind of cross the well, – we're only about – actually, we're only about 45 minutes. So uh, Dragon Con was in Atlanta this weekend, the largest comic book convention in the southeast. Uh, I did not get a chance to go for the first time in, I think, four years that I didn't get a chance to go down there. Uh, we'll just label it to financial issues and leave it at that. Uh, Big mm-hmm. Hutch did get a chance to go. A female Perspective got a chance to go. Uh what would you go first, female perspective? What was your Dragon Con experience this year?
2: Oh, um, I enjoyed it. Um I volunteered along with Big Hutch, uh working in the game room. Um mm-hmm. and I also had an opportunity to check out a couple of the panels which I also enjoyed. Um Two that came to mind that I checked out was one on uh, hacking, computer hacking, which is very mm. interesting. And then the other one was um, movie-making horror stories. So, okay. um, yeah, they had a panel that, you know, people that make movies, directors, actors, so forth, who discussed, you know, some of the things, some of the issues they ran into while, you know, filming and so forth. So that was interesting, um, but yeah, the costumes were great. Cosplay was great. I did take um, several pictures, which I probably will be putting on Facebook.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. <laughs> uh But yeah, I enjoyed it. it was, I had I had a lot of fun. It was cool. Okay. And I and right. the um, the vendors' martyr of course, was chock full of interesting items, which All I right. partook in. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, I did find some jewelry pieces that I liked. Um, so yeah, I I
0: enjoyed it. <laughs> talk a little bit about the black cosplay. Um, you know, I, you know, from Twitter and Instagram or whatever, I was able to follow as normal and, you know, last year, normally I would, you know, be out there taking pictures and whatnot. Kind of talk about the black cosplay and how good or how bad, I guess it was. I know it wasn't bad, but how good it was.
2: Um, well, I did run across a, a Black Panther who was really good. I mean, he looked pretty legit. Uh, mm-hmm. i think I got a picture of him. Um, but, yeah, there were, i I say, um, like we've discussed in a previous podcast, I mean, yeah, this is, uh, Dragon Con has definitely gone mainstream. I mean, right. you had females represented uh, very well. You had various. Uh, ethnic groups represented very well. This is no longer just the nerdy white boy convention anymore. It's uh, uh. it's chock full of, of all different types and ethnicities and so forth. So I mean, it's it's gone um, mainstream. It really right. has. Um, but yeah, the the cosplay that I saw um, represented by um, you know African Americans. Pretty cool. There was pretty storm. cool. Yeah. I, saw, I didn't see a storm. Uh I know Big Huck said he saw one, but I, I did see Black Panther. There were a couple of other characters that I'm not familiar
1: with, but they had interesting costumes on.
0: Uh right, go ahead. I was gonna say
1: one character that was every every race that I saw had Harley character. Queen. Oh, Harlequin Uh, was heavily represented. Heavily. Harlequin and Joker were heavily, heavily represented. And Deadpool on the Marvel show. Yeah, Deadpool.
0: But who were you going to say, Hush? I'm sorry.
1: But here's the the character that I don't understand, but I saw a black one, a white one, a yellow one, uh, dudes doing it, and ladies doing it as well. Jubilee. Really? I mean, That's a couple of jubilees. That's yeah,
0: yeah.
1: right. I'm yeah. like, what did, what did she do recently? Yeah.
0: Get cut out of the X Men apocalypse, essentially. <laughs> That's what she's done most recently, is not be in the movie. Uh,
2: uh, another thing is, I was walking, um, I think coming from the vintage mark, and somebody was dressed up as a character from Princess Bride, and I saw. Uh, another girl that was behind me said, is there a resurgence on the Princess Bride or something? Because <laughs> I
0: guess you're trying to figure out why he was wearing a Princess Bride outfit. But, yeah, that's 30 years <laughs> hold ago. Hold on. At, at least. It might uh, be, yeah. Yeah, that was like 88, 89, Princess Bride. Um, yeah. Hold on a <laughs> Hold on uh, um, I remember I told you about last week where somebody posted on Twitter with the Kyle Kaepernick thing about things that white people love more than the flag. Princess Bride would be one of those things that white oh, people yeah, may love yeah. more than the flag. Yeah,
1: that's, yeah. That, that, yes, that is correct.
0: <laughs> they love that movie, and they can quote that movie definitely. like nothing. Yeah,
1: they
0: yeah, 87, okay. So, yeah, they love that damn movie, man. It's,
1: it's got a 97% rating
0: on Rock the Now, now Now, all of us have seen that movie, I am, I would imagine. So, um, yeah. that shit ain't no 97. <laughs> um, no, it's not. I,
1: I think Godfather
0: has like a ninety-five. Yeah, exactly. And that's definitely uh, not
2: better than Godfather. Yeah, <laughs> and Princess Bride. bride. Yeah.
0: Princess Bride is uh you know what that's a whole nother podcast. I ain't gonna do it. Go ahead Hutch. Um go ahead, Hutch. Do your Dragon Con. You worked in the gaming area as usual. As usual,
1: this is I'm in the I'm in the two decades maybe three decades of this, this is that thirtieth anniversary. i I've been around the Dragon Con for I'm gonna go for the Emmett Smith number.
0: But anyway,
1: yes, um, for me, it was kind of the, I've, I've gotten kind of used to seeing the costumes, but, yes, there's a lot more color of people, and the costumes got gotten a lot better, too. Right? They have. I mean, and mm-hmm.
2: these people really put some time and effort into these costumes and money. And money. I mean, they, they really, really go out. Right.
0: Right, yeah. I, 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 I,
1: I, I did not go to the contest, the costume contest, but the ones that were just walking around that my area, I mean right, these were Hollywood quality. Yeah. You know, you right. would reach the college easy invested in these outfits. I mean, this, this is not your costume that you get at Walmart.
0: Right, yeah. They didn't put you didn't put that shit together over a weekend. Like this took no. some time, effort and uh, money.
1: Yeah, you you put some effort into it. Right. And right. and the details the details of I mean the if they're, it lights up, the eyes light up, the family lights up, or right. I mean they, they did everything but fly, I would say.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. And kinda of going back to since you have such a huge history, huh? Seeing it go from, you know, white boys gaming to what it is today. Do you think
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you think it's like it's a good thing that it's gone like mainstream. Not I don't know. If good is too arbitrary of a word. But do you do you appreciate the fact that it's grown so big, or has it gotten to the point where now it's just um, cliche and bougie? Uh, I mean, I think everybody melds together pretty well. There were I didn't see any big fights or nothing.
1: Um, oh, we did go down drunk road though. So. <laughs> <laughs>
2: where, you know, folks have had a little too
1: much to drink. And, right. Uh, yeah, and they were having some issues. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, now the we're, we're podcast. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, as far as it, it, it is going to maybe a little bit too mainstream, people, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's funny to see, you know, that's people my age. Yeah. They're dressed right. up. Uh, with my, also, some my, yeah, everybody's getting dressed up now. You know, these accountants, accountants, money, are now being, yeah. being or, right. Or something. Right. Right. It, it, people you wouldn't think would be there, are there now. So, it's bringing in right. more people. It's bringing in more ideals. So, I guess the good thing. I'm
0: borrowing with it, I guess. Right. I mean, I don't have the history that you do, but I know that, you know, it, it, it is becoming something that's almost kind of cliche, though, too. And, you know, boozy might not be the correct word, but it is a little bit boozy, too, that, you know, people are, you know, like you said, like, eh, hey, you know, I'm just going to get together with my friends. You know, this is my, probably their one time a year where they go and they dress up and they do this even though they might have a history or love with the characters, like, they just, you know, kind of go to show off at Dragon Con, you know, but maybe don't acknowledge their geekdom during the day hours, so to speak. Um, so I just, I, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I haven't seen it grow from, like, where you saw it grow from because, you know, you saw it from when it's, it's infancy, essentially. Well,
1: right. When, when I saw it, when it first started, there was, no. I mean, there was very, very little copy and if you work at their other costume, or the best you might get back in the day, somebody would make a fake hammer or a fake sword or bring a real mm. sword. <laughs> um, you know, they might do something like that. Somebody might dress up in chain mail like they at medieval times or something like that. Sure. There were no, you know, people with no
0: Sailor Moon dressing up. There was no, right. yeah, none of that stuff. Right. Okay. Yeah. Alright. Well, I um like I said, I text y'all or whatever. I was like, man, I'm freaking missing y'all and missing DragonCon is not a happy time for me. I, I hated missing it. Um definitely gotta kinda work my schedule around whatever to make sure that I make it there this year. Uh or next year. And one
1: more thing one more thing about DragonCon that this is a, this was fascinating. We were we were about to leave DragonCon a couple of nights ago, and about mm. about Midnight,
0: that's actually, that's like almost
1: 2 o'clock in the morning. And right. we saw this line to go
0: see something at two in the morning.
1: <laughs> to I go like, where? I, I, it was a line. A line that was wrapped around the building. Around this hotel, one of the the Sheraton or the Hyatt Hotel. Yeah. And I asked somebody in that line what they wanted to, what they were waiting in line to see because it was 2 o'clock in the morning. Right. Downtown. Yeah. They were like, they were there to see. Rocky Horror Picture Show Live. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> this is an all of classic, nerd, cult, mess movie that black people, for the most part, don't care about. Uh, yeah. yeah. But, I, I've yeah. seen Rocky Horror Picture Show. I've time. seen it, yeah.
2: And, and what I was trying to explain to him is that because because of the time of the morning, uh, these people are looking for something else to get into. And at that time, that was really the only thing that was going on. So that's why you had that many people standing in line to see you. No Man, that that's a Hey, Rocky,
0: Rocky Horror Picture Show is not worth standing in no line for, let alone <laughs> at 2 o'clock in the morning at Dragon Con for. So, no, that doesn't work for me.
2: But what what um, what um we discovered or what I discovered is that, like, the, you know... um. The lines to see like the celebrities and stuff were just like ridiculously long. I mean, there was mm-hmm. there was I think I mentioned previously in our podcast there were some uh, celebrities that I wanted to check out, but right. I didn't want to wait yeah. in the line for like two hours just to see them, So yeah, right. How many? How were in that line to see Rocky Horror? How many? It was a lot. It was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> It was it was hundreds. About four or five hundred, easy. It, yeah, no. it, it, I, it could have been. It may not have been that many, but it was kind it of was like too many. It
1: was
0: a whole hotel. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, uh, and we've talked about this on some of the cons. That, well, at least the one con that we attended together um, when we went to South Carolina Comic-Con. And, I, you know, following on Twitter from some people that, you know, this is their first time at Dragon Con or whatever. They were just like, I, the, the line for the badges was just ridiculous, and I'm yeah, like, yeah, pretty much, and, yeah. you know, uh, it's, it's just ridiculous. I mean, I last year, I made the decision that we were going to go, um, and, but the line for the badges was so ridiculous, and this was two hours before the con, and this was people that already had badges, like, they were just You're standing there guys to pick up their badge, and it was yeah. still a two-hour wait, and which is just ridiculous, and... Um, you know, I know you can go on Thursday night to pick up your badge, but, you know, if people are coming in from out of town, chances are they're not coming in Thursday night to go get badges. And, uh, you know, I think that's probably Dragon Con and probably other cons' biggest issue is, try, you know, figuring out a way to get the badges out in a timely manner without them, you know, getting um, forged and whatnot until people, you know, wind up sneaking into the con or whatever.
1: Right. I know Hutch has a
0: story about that, but we won't talk about <laughs> it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll leave and that we one there. in the
1: con too, so, I mean, still yeah.
0: Well, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, last year I was able to get in without a badge. And,
1: right, right. You know,
0: and, and float around for hours without a badge. Right. Well, nobody said anything to me. They, well,
2: this year they were kind of checking. Um, I ran, uh, ran into a couple of situations where, yeah, they they stopped. Stop
1: people and ask them to see their bags, so maybe they've right. got a little more strict, strict on that strict. process. Yeah. Right. Most young people is volunteers
0: just like me, so uh, I mean, they they. I mean, what they going to do. I mean, they might call somebody, but eh, they like, man, right. just Yeah, just, yeah, don't be bothering Charlie Cox.
1: Right.
0: Nobody so, well, <laughs> yeah.
1: okay. wants a hero. Yeah. Right.
0: Okay. So good. Like I said, i um, mad I missed it. Um, I do get a chance to. I got two cons coming up here um, in September and October. One is the Treasure Coast Comic Con. This is literally right around the corner from where I'm living. I could walk to it, um, literally. And uh, that is uh, the weekend of, I think, the 16th, 17th, and 18th. Um, not a huge one, obviously, from basically where I'm at. Um, but you know, we'll go to it. We applied for press. Hopefully we get it. Um, it's a three day con as I'm saying, and it's not that big, but it is a Friday, Saturday, Sunday con. Uh, the biggest star that's going to be there is, uh, don't know. Um, some black dude from some show that's in there and I'm like, I don't know who that is, but we'll figure it out. And then, uh, and then we have the, uh, I think it's the Tampa Con here coming up in October. And um, I probably won't get pressed for that uh, because it's a pretty big one. And that one has all the standards, you know, the Shatners and whatnot in it and uh, all that. So we'll be back in the con business here uh, very quickly. Um, Hold on. I'm looking this up before I can tell you all. Like, oh, yeah. Maybe you can tell me this person who this person is. Jersey Coast Comic Con. Here we go. Treasure Coast Comic Con. Uh the sixteenth, seventeenth, and eighteenth at the Port St. Louis Civic Center. Um it was some Mexican dude that's here from uh, that was in training day. I don't know who his name is though.
1: Mexican dude.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean <laughs> Yeah, one of the cast members from uh yeah, exactly. So, um let's see, television and movie stars. Uh I have no idea. Roger Cross is the black dude. He's on Dark Matter, Continuum, and Arrow, and he's been on 24. The uh, rest of these folks, I got nothing. Nothing. I don't know any of these people. I don't know who Roger Cross is by his
1: off name, but I'm looking right. over But, I mean, right. at, the, at DragonCon, they had Jillian Anderson. From what I heard, because I didn't see him, because I would not stayed in the line that long. <laughs> but that Charlie
2: Cox, yeah, Chuck,
1: from Daredevil, Charlie Cox. Um,
2: uh, they had the. I did want to see the panel on the actors from Grimm. That's the show that I watched. Um, they were there. Um, yeah, and William Shatner was supposed to be there today, I believe. Um, uh, so yeah, they they had some decent people.
0: Wow. Okay. Well, that is interesting. Yeah. Uh, definitely not. Definitely not having that over here. So. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right. So yeah, let's wrap this up here as we cross over the hour mark, and we'll kind of cut it from here. We won't do any. Uh, I don't have any real STFUs anyway. Did you have anybody? Anything? Um. Hello? I can't think of anything
2: offhand. Um, okay. Yeah, nothing's
0: nothing, nothing popping up. Okay. Popping. All right. All right. Well, we'll wrap up number 43 here, Lynn. Um, uh, you can find this on, what, iTunes and SoundCloud. Uh, it should be posted up later tonight or later today or tomorrow. And um, like I said, you can leave a star a star rating on iTunes. Five stars are best. Leave a review. Uh, if you like it, forward it. Facebook, at Twitter, do anything that you can to uh, kind of spread the word for Brothers Comics. And um, this Thursday coming up, we'll have our Thursday comic book chat with Big Hutch, Brother Beavis, and the Sandman. So check us out there as well. And you can find archives of all of our podcasts on SoundCloud and iTunes. All right. So I am the producer. I am signing off for Podcast 43. Big Hutch, go ahead and sign off. Uh,
1: Have a good week going forward.
0: Thank you. And female perspective, go ahead and sign off.
1: Adios from the female
2: perspective.
0: All right, and we will see you guys on the other side. Peace. Peace.